A brief content warning before today's episode. We will be discussing miscarriage and birth trauma. Proceed as advised. Planning is for some a way of living life. You have your major in college that leads you to grad school, to your first job that gets you the network that gets you the good job. You meet someone and you date for three years before getting engaged and then planning the wedding. You have the two years together as a married couple before you try to get pregnant and then start your family. However, for so many couples, this is where the plan goes awry. What do you do when your perfectly laid plans are dashed? You take life one day at a time. I am your host, Trevor White, and this is Marriage Stories. Thank you so much for joining us this week, Jeff and Nicole. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as we do every week, could you introduce your partner? Yes. We already decided Jeff is going first. <laughs> oh, okay. That's great. No rock, paper, scissors. No, uh, you know, any of that. Yeah. So this is my wife, Nicole. Um, she's mother of three kids. Uh, she was born and raised in Washington State on the peninsula mm-hmm. in a small town called Pol- Polsbo. Um, she's the youngest of, of three kids and, um, her brother and sister, uh, are both a bit older than her. So she kind of grew up, grew up, uh, kind of as an only child, not really, but, you know, uh, spent a lot of time, uh, as the only, only kid in the house. Um, she was a very good kid growing up. She's definitely (laughs) the type of kid that your parents would want, want you to spend time with, you know, she was a good student. (laughs) She didn't get in any trouble. She, mm-hmm. you know, played by the rules kind of a, mm-hmm. a kid. Um, mm-hmm. When I met Nicole, uh, she was super into health and fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, she had just finished up going to school to become a dietitian. And um, she was super into CrossFit. And uh, that was pretty cool to me. I was a, a fitness guy as well. So I was like, holy smokes, this girl is insane. I've never really seen CrossFit. You still are. I would say you still are. <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess more or less. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was definitely into the outdoors, which I also really uh, appreciated about her. And uh, so we spent a lot of time outside, you know, just being active, hiking, mm-hmm. uh, biking, even uh, camping, that type of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I think that some of the things that I love about Nicole is she is a, a super caring person. She's super thoughtful and compassionate. Um, she's like the, the type of person who is going to figure out what kind of cake you love best and, and bake it for you for your birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, just very, very thoughtful person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wonderful. She, yeah. She's a... Uh, She's a full-time, uh, uh, well, employed full-time. She manages a, a team. Uh, and she's also a full-time wife and, and mom. So she really she really runs our, our household here. So she's, mm-hmm. she's the one that manages our, our calendars, uh, kids' activities, meal planning, all that kind of things. Like, that's her domain. The household is, yeah. is hers. Yeah. Um, awesome. and, uh, yeah, she's an incredible mom and I'm... Um, really uh, lucky to have her as a wife. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So Nicole, is this a fitting introduction to you? <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> nice, nice, wonderful. Okay. <laughs> All right, so your turn here. Okay, so Jeff is also a Washington native. He mm-hmm. grew up in Seattle. He's the middle of three siblings, and uh, he has an older brother and a younger sister. And being the middle child, I always say Jeff is like the peacekeeper and uh, mm-hmm. the most, I, I always describe him as the most diplomatic person I've ever met. <laughs> He uh, can get along with anyone, hold a great conversation with anyone. Mm -hmm. The the variety of people he has in his circle or who he gets along with is so Mm -hmm. crazy to me. Like he can just connect with anyone. Um, He's a small business owner. He works really, really hard at that uh, and loves it. He is always working on improving. So whether it's like himself or his business or whatever, uh, he works really hard to be a great leader and boss and continually innovating his company Mm -hmm. and, uh, growing the company. Uh, so when he's not doing that, cause that takes up a lot of his time (laughs) when he's not doing that, he enjoys, we talked about, you know, fitness. So working Mm -hmm. out, um, obviously spending time with our family and kids. Um, and then we always have some type of house project going on, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's big or small, there's always something he's tackling. What's uh, what's happening right now? What's the current project? <laughs> uh, we're installing a new fireplace. Yes. <laughs> oh, there we go. Just in time for the holidays. Exactly. Yeah. I've asked for it for like five years now. And now we're finally <laughs> getting to it. It's, it's on the Exciting. list now. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but no, he's a really, really great provider for our family. Um, and he's someone who loves and thrives off of routine. Uh, I was jokingly thinking about this today of how, you know, whether our kids sleep through the night or they wake us up every hour, he is up at 445 is that what you're talking about? 450. Okay. 445. 450 every day <laughs> yeah. starting yeah. his day. Like that right. is what he does. So um yeah. yeah, he is a great husband and father, mm-hmm. and we're really lucky to have him. <laughs> yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Is this a fitting introduction to you, Jeff? Uh I don't know. I it seems it seems pretty great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Too flattering. yeah, she probably <laughs> left out a few things that I, I'm not so great at, but uh, no, I sure, think uh, sure. Yes, it hits on all the positive <laughs> attributes and none of the negative. <laughs> hey, that's what you want in an introduction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so tell us more about how you came to be as a couple. Yeah. Um so we met on match.com mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. all of the apps started to really right. hit the scene. Um, you had a dot com in your you know, right. we are, it wasn't just match. Yeah. Story. We could have been the the, oh, the uh, billboard. The billboard, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The poster uh poster couple for match.com. Yeah. Uh, totally. so we uh, yeah both both were on the online dating scene and, and came mm-hmm. across each other. Uh and uh we we connected over uh the thing we joke about is how we connected over uh liking real christmas trees that wasn't like oh, the yeah. thing, but uh right. 
Jeff had a questionnaire he emailed. And wow. one of the yeah. questions was, Christmas do you like a real or fake, fake Christmas tree? Um, and was that one of the ones that would have been disqualifying, Jeff? Was, that was amazing. Yeah. Great. So, Nicole. Yeah, great. And, uh, great. We actually, so she lived on the peninsula. I lived in Seattle mm-hmm. for people who are unaware of Washington geography. Right. Uh, yes. That is a either, it was either a two and a half hour car ride or a mm-hmm. ferry, ferry ride and a yeah. 45 minute drive. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. not a long distance relationship, but it wasn't like easy to see each other. Right. All day. Right. right. So yeah. um, this is probably contrary to what everybody does on the app dating uh, these days, <laughs> but we talked for a long time on the phone, mm-hmm. like for like, like a couple weeks, weeks, two or three weeks yeah. before we, yeah. before we actually <laughs> said, Hey, let's, let's meet, meet up. up. <laughs> Right. And, right. Uh, so, yeah. But yeah. we met and then it was kind of history from there. And mm-hmm. uh, we dated. For so how long was it between when we met and when we got married? We met in tw- end of 2012 and we got mm-hmm. married in 2016. So. OK. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So, um, you know, as you you're developing your relationship, getting married, you know, for a lot of couples, young couples, they're <laughs> thinking about, all right, what do we want our family to look like? Are we going to, you know, are we going to have a family? Do we do what, what are our plans? And so when you were approaching getting married, you know, obviously you had the questionnaire about <laughs> trees. <laughs> I'd imagine you were talking about what's our fit? What do we want our family to look like? Yeah. I mean, that was something that we talked about very early, probably. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Before we even met in person uh, mm-hmm. that we both wanted families. Mm-hmm. I, we were both yeah. at that point um, in our lives where we were looking for something serious, not just, you know, right. eh, casually date around. It was like, mm-hmm. all right, we're ready. Both of us right. were ready to find the person that we wanted to spend the rest of our lives with. Um, yes. So having that piece of the equation of what we want our family mm-hmm. to look like was, High on the list. It might have even been, I can't remember if it was above or below the Christmas trees, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was right up there, right up there with it. So, also disqualifying. Yeah. Right? <laughs> didn't work out. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, totally. um, yeah, we both were very much wanting to have uh, families. Nicole knew that mm-hmm. came from a family. Our, our family was, is, and, and was uh, still very mm-hmm. close, mm-hmm. Um, close to my siblings. So right. you know, I think that I, I always wanted to have, probably two kids. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, Nicole was, you know, two, three, four, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, really right. We both come from three, but yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. We both come from families of three. So we, you know, have mm-hmm. this experience of like how rich and positive an experience that can be. Yeah. Um, and so we're thinking, okay, this is going to be exciting. We want to, we want to have kids. And so yeah. you get married. What was, you know, you both seem like you're relatively, you know, planned, structure oriented people. What was the plan from there in terms of how you were going to approach, you know, trying to expand yeah. your family? Jeff, uh, his like, official unofficial rule was like I want to be married for a year okay so that we have like a year to just be together and he wanted us to own a house so Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. were I think the two main criteria yeah and Mm -hmm. I you know I knew I wanted a family but just yeah so much going on in life that I'm like all right I, I want to mm-hmm. slow it down a little bit and Nicole right. was definitely ready. So she was, she was definitely, um, 
you know, had, had her foot on the gas more than I did when it came to yeah. uh, growing our family. Um, right. but I knew I wanted to get there. And I think that that is actually one of the things that I really love about Nicole is like, mm-hmm. she, mm-hmm. uh, she puts pressure in the right way on these yeah. types of things. So, yes. um, yeah. Uh, well, you, and at that time I was 30 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you were 32. Two. So mm-hmm. it's not like we were so young, you know, it was like a little bit yeah. of the clock is ticking. We still have time, sure. but like, right. I was definitely ready. I felt mm-hmm. like, you know, I have my person, we're married, like. Totally. Get the show on the road. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm imagining we bought the house, right? We you know, the house. And we That's were married for a year. Yeah. Right. You know, we did that. We, we, we checked those boxes. Yeah. So w- what happened from there? How did, how did our process, um, our journey continue? Yeah. So I think once we decided to start trying, it took a couple months, but generally we got pregnant, uh, pretty soon. Yeah. But then, uh, we, that pregnancy, we ended up miscarrying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that for us was like the first time, like ever dealing with something that hard yeah. or unexpected. Um, right. because I think both of us were like, we're young, we're healthy, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we are right. fit and we eat. We're doing CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We eat really well. Yeah. Like right. this wasn't really anything. It just never crossed our mind, you know, mm-hmm. that that was a possibility. Um, and yeah. so I think that was a really, really big challenge for us. Yeah, because absolutely. We had to learn how to grieve together and separately. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Nicole was like, like I said, very in tune with her body and Mm -hmm. she was Mm -hmm. always just growing up. It was like, you do this and Mm -hmm. then this comes next. Like you, you get this, this is the reward. You study hard and you get good grades. You you take good care of your body. You have a healthy baby. And um, when that didn't happen, she felt Mm -hmm. like in you know, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but like, it was almost like her body had like betrayed her. Yeah. Like what the heck I've done all the right Right. things. Why is this? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, at that point in our lives, um, we didn't know how to grieve. Um, Mm -hmm. we had never really, I mean, you know, we, we'd had lost in our lives, grandparents, that type of thing, but nothing that was like this. And, it was really, really hard uh, mm-hmm. for Cole and for me. Right. Um, it was hard, but in mm-hmm. a different way. And I was the way that I dealt with my grief was by burying it in mm-hmm. just being busy, uh, yeah. doing projects, right. burying myself in work. Right. And right. at that time, like Nicole was not doing great, um, not mm-hmm. necessarily knowing how to grieve as well. Yeah. But feeling super alone and mm-hmm. um well and we didn't know anybody really either at that point who yeah people didn't really talk about even you know if they had had right. a miscarriage we right. didn't know or um yeah. so we didn't really have a lot of people to lean on for that and then mm-hmm. when jeff 
you know, he's like my main support person, uh, my right. partner. And, uh, and when he was kind of just unavailable, like he yeah. would be so busy or not want to talk about it or whatever. That was really a really, really challenging time in our marriage. Uh, because that was the way he was trying to deal with it, right? right. You know, it was like by yeah. being busy, kind of avoidance in a way, right? And for, for you, Nicole, it seems like you were really wanting to talk with anybody about it, right? right? You know, and especially him. Right. Yeah. And that was, I mean, like looking back, that was very much how my family dealt with my, on mm. my dad's side, especially yeah. how they dealt with, dealt with, you know, quote with right. air quotes, uh, with right. grief. There was loss mm. in their family and, yeah. um, they didn't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah. that was kind of like what was normal. It's like, all right, you know, move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just right. keep your head down, keep doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if this is, this is not fast forwarding too much. I don't think, but we, we, I remember we were out, uh, I think we were out with your family and we were going to go like see a play or something. And, um, we had kind of a, a little bit of like a blowout fight. Like it was, it was like, Nicole's like, you're not here for me. Like I'm having a really hard time and you're not here for me. I was like, I thought you wanted your space and Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm, I didn't know, and, but because yeah. we hadn't really communicated about it. Right. And it was like the first time in our marriage where that was like, we had a serious fight like that. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, it, it ended up with a really positive result, but um, it needed to happen because yeah, we weren't on the same page. And that was also something right. that was, it was new to us. Cause you know, one of the things that I had always said, like when Nicole and I were dating, it was like, we're always in the same wavelength. We always right. felt like yeah. everything, was easy. Right. It was, everything was easy. And then this is something totally. that's like really hard and yeah. where we had never dealt with it and we didn't know how. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and it seems like for both of you, right. As individuals, you lived your lives to this point with this idea that, Hey, if I work hard, if I do something within my control, I can get an outcome that I want, right? Exactly. You know, I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I know what, what like, you know, hard work can equal this positive outcome. And this situation was the first time you really encountered, I don't have control over this. I, there's limits to my control. And, yeah. and this devastating thing happened that, that, you know, kind of rocked my world. And, and so we dealt with that in our different ways mm-hmm. until we got to this kind of inflection point of this fight. And that seems like that allowed us to understand all right, we got to, we got to turn towards each other here. We got to, we got to really be in this together. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, we learned a lot from that. We mm-hmm. tried again, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and had yeah. a similar outcome. So we had a second miscarriage. You had a second miscarriage. Um, but I think that time it was, hard but at that time we had learned to lean on each other so and lean on each other and share and talk with friends because that I think and family and family yeah Mm -hmm. then people Mm -hmm. were able to support us and um that helped us not feel so lonely in it um right yeah just on that note Mm -hmm. I mean that was I feel like that was a huge shift like yeah we didn't talk to anybody the first time around. you didn't share the first miscarriage was, with anybody no. i mean yeah no pretty much like a, <laughs> maybe a few people close family yeah. but we didn't even talk about no. it like it was just like right. it happened right and um so this this when this happened again 
for mm-hmm. one, we were like, we had each other's backs and, yeah. mm-hmm. and then we're like, you know, this doesn't help keeping this to ourselves. Like, right. You right. know, I don't know if the right phrase is like <laughs> spreading the burden. It's <laughs> like, you know, having other people yeah. that help to, that can help shoulder the load. Yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah. like all these people that are our friends that we were close mm-hmm. with started coming mm-hmm. out of the woodwork and we're like, we have had, we also had a miscarriage. Yeah. This right. It's an extremely <laughs> normal yeah. thing to happen. We, we, we right. Had yeah. No idea. No idea. Right. Like people that we were close with. Right. No yeah. idea that they had similar uh, situations. And right. that was like super eye opening. It's like, whoa, okay. So maybe mm-hmm. this whole talking about it thing mm-hmm. is it's helpful. helpful. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think that that's the thing so often with this sort of loss is like, all right, well, what's, what's anyone going to be able to say, right? You know, what could anyone tell us or how could anyone help us? But mm-hmm. as you're discovering, like, there's nothing to, to say, right? You right. know, as much as just like sharing the experience, you know, being together, you know, as, as friends, as family, you know, through this devastation and loss. And, yeah. and so it seems like this, the second time, the second experience as, as devastating as it still was, um, you know, felt a lot different for us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if I, if I could, I'm, I'm curious, you know, for someone that's going through this, right. You know, you've had two miscarriages and, and you're, you're still deeply wanting a family. Mm -hmm. What's it like to approach it again, to, to try again? It definitely lost its luster as far as not that wanting a family, but like, yeah. You know, it went from this like, oh, you know, having a family is easy or, or starting a family is easy right. to this right. like, what if this happens again? Well, and, that, yeah. and it just was so like, like kind of medical at that yeah, point. Like absolutely. we were doing mm-hmm. like testing and right. mm-hmm. I was like tracking my cycle really closely. And it just mm-hmm. became like, we have to do it this day to, mm-hmm. you know, like right. versus right. like, oh, it's just naturally going to happen kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It became yeah. more of like a sterile process, I think, sure. like a yeah. <laughs> natural, like, oh, this just happened. So um, right. I think that is really hard. Like for us, for me, I feel like I approach things of like, I want to know all the things that we right. can do to help mm-hmm. get us a healthy pregnancy. So yeah. like I was doing everything, like eating healthy, mm-hmm. going to acupuncture, yeah. drinking weird tinctures of sorts from my <laughs> acupuncture, you know, like yeah, any, right. all, any and all things I yeah. was trying and doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, we both had like doctor's appointments to measure fertility right. stuff. Like, so I think by this time, the second one happened, I was like, we got to figure this out. Like what mm-hmm. is the thing? Because we right. want a family. Time is not slowing down, you know, we both were still working full time or like all these things. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I like very much like clock is ticking. Um, so at that point it did feel a little bit more like, okay, it's kind of more of a, a process. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we were discussing, uh, alternatives, right. uh, Right. Other options. And, and, you know, the fact for me, I, you know, I think at the beginning I had a, a hard time with that. Um, yeah. Just, uh, you know, still trying to wrap my head around like this mm-hmm. is not what we expected. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I, want, I, I still like was tied to like what we expected right. and we wanted. And, totally. Um, yeah. So, because how long it had it been? 
after that was like two years. Yeah, it's so like two trying. years of trying. Yeah. And yeah. It's a huge amount of a person's life, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. So this. and there's just like this always is like underlying like stress and like in yeah. grief. Because it's and every month. Every We're trying month. every month, right. taking a pregnancy test every month, tracking every right. month. It's like for two years right. we've been doing this. Yeah. So totally. It's very draining yeah. and yeah. uh especially and you're seeing your friends and family having children. Yeah. Right. You That's know, another thing with was, all of that. Very challenging. Really hard. My family was yeah. on like the same time the schedule right. as us. We right. all were right. married, all looking yeah. to start our families. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. my, my brother and his wife got pregnant, mm-hmm. had, uh, yeah. had a child. Right. Yeah. Um, then my sister, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. they had their child and then mm-hmm. there's us. And that was really hard, uh, yeah. you know, going to their baby showers. And totally. that's like another yeah. standout mo- memory that I have, um, going to my sister and, it was yeah. you know, kind of a, the, the everybody invited baby shower. And um, right. we were just dealing with miscarriage yeah. and yeah. it was really hard to be there, especially for Nicole. Right. I, she broke, she had right. to leave, leave the house. Yeah. And, totally. um, and that's hard for other people to understand because it's like it's supposed yeah. to be this moment of joy and, and it brings up all these emotions for us that right. are not, necessarily associated with joy they're associated with loss right yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah totally and and so we we're putting in all of this energy you know we're we're measuring everything it's it's this this whole scientific process for us what what happened next so we ended up getting pregnant uh Mm -hmm. and having our son uh Mm -hmm. in 20 and kind of end of 2019 Mm -hmm. um and then that was great we were so happy you know uh, what was what was it like through going through because you had had two miscarriages at this point what was it like kind of going through the process of being pregnant again knowing that at that point it was like make it to what was it 13 weeks Right. It was like, make it through the milestones. And that was big, big for us. It was like, we'd made it. Through the first trimester. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and that was it. It was like, all right. Like we've never made it this far. Yeah. This is huge. Right. On, on, you know, pins and needles, a lot of anxiety during those first, Mm -hmm. uh, first several weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we made it past that and we're like, all right, like, our appointments were looking pretty good. Every little thing that they, you know, they'd point out in the ultrasounds, it was like, oh, okay, we'll keep an eye on this and this. It's like sure. all routine stuff. But, you know, I know that I was like, oh, what, what is it? Like, what, yeah, yeah. what's wrong? What's right. wrong? You know, yeah. totally. have, so it, it wasn't necessarily, you know, we were probably uh, uh, not viewing it through the eyes of somebody who hadn't dealt with loss. Right. Sure. Um, right. A lot more like critical of potential issues and this and that. Right. Wanted right. to make sure again that we're doing everything mm-hmm. possible to mm-hmm. make it a, a healthy pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after we kind of made it out of the uh, the first trimester, um, we were like starting to feel like pretty good. Like, all right, cool, this is yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Then, <laughs> right. then we got then uh, we got our baby. Yeah, yeah, our, yeah. Our boy. So, yeah, right. and 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 yeah, as far as how that 
all went down. Like, uh, um, oh, this Carson, is another. <laughs> our, our son's name is Carson. He's mm-hmm. a happy, healthy boy, four years yeah. old now. Um, but he uh, he did not want to come out. So, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, we were uh, a couple weeks late. Um, yeah. and they said, all right, we're, you know, we had to go in and be, which is, well, the funny part, okay, yeah. funny, not funny is, uh, we had done all of these like natural birthing classes. So, like, yeah. I really yeah, want right. to have a natural birth. We went, totally. yeah. uh, and it wasn't just one day, it was like, six mm-hmm. weeks we went like once every one one day a week for yeah. six weeks or something mm-hmm. and yeah um and then again like learning you know we don't always have control of everything yeah our plans don't always <laughs> pan out every single medical intervention you possibly can yeah. have i yeah. had to be induced uh, yeah the tocin, the all of them like every single yes. one and, and, and then is. I had a C-section. Yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And that was, it was like, yes. all right. Yeah. So that, yep. that was, it was just interesting, you know, during those classes, it's like, this is what mm-hmm. happens and this is how they right. move it along. And this is what we're hoping not to have happen. And it's like, yeah. it every single thing. You're like, okay, we, we've got to try this now. We've right. got to try this. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, that was, um, it was uh, cha- you know, challenge. It presented yeah. its own challenges. Uh, having a C-section versus a natural uh, right. birth, um, and you know, Nicole. Uh, well, for anybody who doesn't know, when your belly is cut open, you are right. limited on what you can do. Totally. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, getting up and even carrying the baby around is not right. something you're supposed to do. So, right. yeah. Um, we made- at this point, I'm curious. Like, did did we have like a new relationship to when things didn't go according to plan. Like, is like, you know, um, did, would it be just as disappointing as it was before? Well, um, or, I yeah, was or, definitely disappointed yeah, in having yeah, the C-section. Right, I think it took right. me a long time to kind of get over. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard because like we, you know, again, our family and friends are having kids. And so right. we're around a lot of people who, mm-hmm. even some people, some of our friends did have C-sections, but then we also mm-hmm. have friends who it's like, they ha- pushed for 30 minutes and their baby sure, was right. there. And then right. they were yeah. back in the gym, you know, two weeks later or something. Yeah. Like yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so it's hard when you have like those high standards that you're like seeing this is what is possible and here Mm -hmm. I am like I can Mm -hmm. hardly like walk around my house and Mm -hmm. um so I think I think it does it did still take a long time to kind of get over that part but Mm um yeah and I think for us too we just were like wow nothing about this has gone mm-hmm. to plan mm-hmm. and has been right. easy in any way. Right. And then Carson at like one or two weeks old, he was diagnosed with like hip dysplasia. So he had to wear this like funny sling thing for a while. Yeah. Like yeah. we were just right. like, what the, why can't anything just <laughs> go smoothly? Yeah. Right. Easy for us. Right. Yeah. So yes. Yes. Uh, but, but there's a, there's a, a level of resilience, right. That, that we are demonstrating here throughout this, that even though things are not going well or easy or, or, or according to plan, we're still continuing, right. And persevering. Mm-hmm. Through, yeah, absolutely. Which is it's, you know, thing. Adapting and <laughs> it's like, okay, well, this is what is. So right. how can we make the best of it? Right. Totally. 
totally. So we have Carson. It's exciting, right? You know, we've yeah. been we've been wanting to have this baby and start our family, and and um, you know, given the challenges we'd run into so far, had we were we still thinking about a, continuing to expand our family? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a little more uh, 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 Ready a little sooner than Jeff was. Same scenario. Yeah, right. The same pattern <laughs> repeated itself. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. getting into the swing of things with Carson, like, give us yeah. like, six months. Come on. Right. But the, no, the ticking clock, a, right? Yeah. You know, the, it was the at clock ticks. Like one year. I was like, I'm ready mm-hmm. to start trying again because mm-hmm. yeah. it took us right. so long to have Carson. Like, what if it yeah. took us Makes sense. another three years, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, I was like very ready as soon as yeah. he one, like, okay, let's start trying again. Because mm-hmm. I, like Jeff said, you know, in the intro, like I have siblings who are older than me and right, right. So I, I do have siblings, but I never got to really grow up with like mm-hmm. a close sibling. Right. And yeah. I really wanted that for our family. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I really, really yeah. wanted Carson to have a sibling who was close. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like literally after Carson's first birthday, Jeff and I, we went on a coffee date and we sat down and talked about it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, I am, we need to start trying again. And he was was like, I'm Mm -hmm. not ready. But like, Mm -hmm. so Carson's birthday is in September. He said, let's start in January. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That was kind of our compromise. Like bargaining. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not ready, but like, Give it a few months and let's start right. in the new year. And yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So all right, this time the, the second time was uh, quite a bit different. Uh, okay, it was the first oh my cycle. God, we got pregnant so fast. Wow, first cycle. Yeah. yeah, and of course, right away. You know, Nicole was already you know tracking things, so it was like we're yeah. on it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, pregnant right away, and we're like okay, well, maybe this is going to be different <laughs> yeah. this time. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, we, we uh, uh, went through our struggles uh, with, with Carson and getting pregnant right. um, and our miscarriages. So, yeah, maybe this is repayment, you know? Right. Okay. Like, I think we both had that thought. And, like, the pregnancy... <laughs> yes, was, the universe is giving us something here. Yes, yeah. yes. And, yeah. like, the pregnancy, just compared with Carson, it was, like, so much easier. I was so sick with Carson for like six mm-hmm. months, I couldn't eat like mm-hmm. a fruit or vegetable. I was just so sick. And, yeah. uh, and then this time around, like we got pregnant really quickly. Mm-hmm. The pregnancy was just like so easy. Yeah. We were like, yeah. we deserve this. Yeah. Like yes. we struggled yes. so hard. We deserve right. this like easy, good, mm-hmm. healthy pregnancy. Like this mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah. Yes. Our appointments were, you know, we're still, I was at least like still kind of on pins and needles every time we go in. Like, sure. Okay. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the appointments were good. Like measurements mm-hmm. were good. Like everything is just like, yeah, like it should. Yeah. yeah. And we were feeling good. It seems like we were feeling like, yeah, this is going well. And, and this is so much different than our yeah. previous experience. And it was, yeah. you know, we were super excited because like I said, I really wanted Carson to have a sibling similar in age and just envisioning like what that's going to be yeah. like. You know, we right. um, found out we were having a girl. So we were like, oh, my gosh, we get like this perfect family. Exciting. right? We have yeah. the boy and right. the girl and they're going to be close in age. And 
you know, they'll be out of diapers around a similar time. They'll be just all the phases will be like perfect. Um, We're invited to feel again, like things are going according to our plan now, or like the plan is back. Yeah. And we, um, we came up with her name, Mm -hmm. um, which we were really excited about. Um, Mm -hmm. LMA and, um, yeah, yeah, we decided to share that name earlier than we what yeah. we did with Carson, and yeah. it, we were really happy that we did that. We were able to you know talk about her by name and talk to her, and Carson would talk to her. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with Carson, we didn't share his name until he was born. We were like, we don't want anyone's right. opinions, whatever. And then with right. Ella, we. Mm-hmm. Well, part of it too was because Carson could talk mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. And so he was, yeah. we were, so part of it was like, okay, let's just tell mm-hmm. everyone he's probably going to let it slip yeah. anyways. Right. Right. <laughs> and so pretty early on, we had come up with her name and started sharing mm-hmm. and talking about yeah. her and um, mm-hmm. doing all the things to prepare for having another baby in the house. So, right. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, once we go to the hospital and we're preparing to have this, have this kiddo, we've got everything set up, you know, I'd imagine Carson's being taken care of and we're, we're preparing to invite this next life into our, into our family. Um, So can you share with us what happened next? Yeah. So we had a scheduled Um, Mm C-section. I had, again, like wanted a natural, whatever birth. Um, and so the plan kind of had been like, uh, I had had my 40 week checkup and Mm -hmm. a little bit before that we had kind of talked about like, should we do the C-section at 40 weeks or Mm -hmm. 41 Mm -hmm. weeks? And we had had a lot of talk about like, well, you know, Carson came two weeks late and, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe our babies just like to brew a little longer. Like let's give her one more week and Mm -hmm. maybe she'll Mm -hmm. come on her own. And if not, then we'll do the C-section at 41 weeks. So Mm -hmm. everyone Mm -hmm. felt like that was a really great plan. Um, Mm -hmm. I felt like it gave me enough time to like, okay, maybe she'll come on her own. It wasn't Mm -hmm. 42 weeks. So it wasn't super long after, um, Anyway, so we, 41 weeks, uh, we go in, uh, yeah, Carson's with Jeff's mom. Um, and we were like, we're going to be here a couple days, come back. Mm -hmm. Great. We've already had a C-section. We know what to expect. Um, so we go in and you know, they're getting all of our stuff set up and ready and prepped for the surgery. And at that point, point um the nurse was like putting the little doppler on my stomach and yeah um and even at that point so she was like where's where's her heartbeat normally and um I kind of pointed like oh over here and uh I mean even at that point like nothing is like crossing our mind that like something could be wrong um because it was crossing my mind it was not crossing my mind. So, you were, Jeff, you were tuned into that possibility. I was tuned into it and starting to freak out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, well, yeah. And I was just like, everything has been perfect. Like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, maybe, maybe because she had said, oh, sometimes like the equipment is weird or whatever. Like, sure. let me go get something right. else. And then yeah. she got something else and she was like, hmm. 
And I think at that point I was kind of like, wait, something is not good. Um, And so she got the um, charge nurse. The charge nurse came in. She was like, I'm going to get the doctor. And at that point they like wheeled in like a little uh, portable ultrasound. And like Mm -hmm. the doctor didn't even say anything. He just like shook his head. And I think at that point, like we just, I don't even know. Like life came (laughs) crashing down. Yeah. Like a hundred percent did not expect yeah. that. <laughs> um, no, and no one would, you know. Yeah. And so basically, yeah, she just, her heart had stopped beating and yeah. um, uh, they said, you know, in the delivery, you know, in the C-section, you know, we can see, maybe we'll see if there was a, a knot in the cord or if there was mm. something wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. We might be able to tell you what happened or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they had given us the option at that point, if we want to be induced and ha- uh, have a natural right. labor or uh, do the C-section. And mm-hmm. I mean, at mm-hmm. that point, like we were not, like functioning really. And I think, yeah, you're, you're just devastated, shock and awe, but they're trying to figure out, we do have to still have to find a way to get the baby out. And and we still have to deliver this baby. And, um, and so at that point I was like, I'm a hundred percent mentally prepared for having a second C-section. Like I was not prepared to come in and like deliver a baby like naturally go through all of that process. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, our baby isn't going to be alive when we deliver her. And so I just was like, no, we're having the C-section. That's what I was prepared for. Um, Jeff called our family and um, called Mm -hmm. his mom, called my parents. um, Mm -hmm. And at that point, we didn't. I don't think we even called anyone else. We just called your mom and my yeah, my mom, and they said like, time. "You tell other people like we're not yeah, ready to talk right. about it. We um, can't do that." Yeah. yeah. And so we went ahead with the C-section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah. We're in just a daze this whole time. Yeah. Right. Right. And so this is the sort of thing that that you know people may abstractly know could happen, right? You know, in in a situation where they're giving birth, but you experienced it in a way that, you know, was very, very real and and devastating. And, and I guess I just wonder what, what is that kind of hallowed ground like where you have your, you know, you prepared to have welcomed this new baby into your, into your family and it's not going to happen, but, but, you know, Ella still is your child, right? You know, it's not like, you know, she didn't exist. Right. right? What was that like? (laughs) That's a a hard question to uh, answer with words. It was just more of this emotional state that we were in, just this total devastation of like, yeah, like what this, you know, if you go by the statistics, it's like, what was it like one in 1600 or something? I don't know. Something like like that. Um, Right you know well and the other part too was that i mean she was perfect like she looked she was so beautiful like so perfect um yeah and there was like nothing wrong you know like they were not able to tell us like a single thing that went wrong like there was no knot in the cord that wasn't around her neck like right just 
no obvious reason of like why that would happen. And even to this day, like all of the tests they've done, like everything, they just have no reason. There's no reason why it happened. Um, And so I think for us, it's like, that is really a really, really hard thing to, to, to deal with, you know, of like Mm -hmm. it would, it would make sense. You know, you could wrap your head around like, okay, there was a knot or like whatever, but to have it just be this totally, uh, unexplained reason why your baby died, uh, is so hard. Um, and then, yeah, on top of it, it's like so devastating, you know, it's like the the worst possible thing I think that anyone could go through is losing a child and um you know we were devastated our family was devastated Carson you know he was so sad too and um yeah so I think that it it was very much survival mode for a long long time for us like we kind of say Almost, I don't know, for a long time, we were just very cocooned. Like you feel so vulnerable. You feel yeah. like you have paper thin skin. Like you're just so mm-hmm. exposed and mm-hmm. vulnerable. And, uh, yeah. and luckily, I mean, luckily for us, like, uh, some of the things we had learned previously with our miscarriages right, right. were helpful in that yeah. situation because we knew mm-hmm. to share it even though yeah. it's like the hardest news you could ever share. Yeah. We yeah. shared it with yeah. our friends mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. Um, everybody rallied around us. Like we mm-hmm. had a, someone started a meal train for us. People mm-hmm. were bringing mm-hmm. us meals every week. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. People were checking in on us, sending yeah. cards. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I feel like we had a lot of support, which yeah. was mm-hmm. really, really helpful. Our family, yeah. Beth's mom stayed with us for a few weeks mm-hmm. to help. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. And we had people coming around quite often just to yeah. be with us. Because um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think that's something that we didn't necessarily realize is we were obviously so sad, but yeah. we were too. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody was grieving. And yeah. Um, yeah, it was just, you know, having the people that love you yeah. around you was yeah. like, it was, it was so helpful. I mean, it, it not, yeah. didn't make it easy, but I can't oh, imagine yeah. like not having that. So right. the fact that we had learned that how, how impactful that could be that knowing right. that like you're not alone in your grief mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. was like a godsend. Like that was yeah. so so we were so lucky that we had figured that out before. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, not to like diminish our miscarriages or anything because they were incredibly challenging as well, but this is like next level, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, it's like it kind of prepared us as, as best you could could be for yeah. this situation. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, we were lucky to have, have those tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for folks, when it comes to like a miscarriage, right, that is a devastating thing, but it's within the range of like 
you know, conceivability. Like you, you think about that as a possibility. Right. But what happened for y'all with Ella, it's not something people like spend time conceptualizing, right? Because it's so devastating and it's so, there's, there's no explanation for it. As you're, as you're saying, right. it's just, there's nothing to prepare you for that. But because you had had that, you know, experience of recognizing we got to share with each other. We got to share with our, our community. Um, you know, you were, you were um, as prepared as anyone could be mm-hmm. for something that devastating. What was it like for both of you? Because as you experienced with the miscarriage, you both grieved in different ways. What was it like for you through this process, you know, after Ella um, to, you know, try to try to stay connected while you were grieving in different ways? I, I think that, learning early on that mm-hmm. we grieve differently yeah and respecting that yeah. um <laughs> was such a huge tool for us because mm-hmm. i knew we were not always going to be on the same page we're not ever yeah. going to be like perfectly aligned with where we are in our grief yeah. some days might be yeah. hard for him they might be easy right. for me or vice versa mm-hmm. and um and so i think just realizing that we have to be there to support each other with those things. And we might not be, you know, in the exact spot as the other person super helpful. Um, And then also just supporting each other and doing what made sense for Mm -hmm. us. So like I joined a grief support group that was Mm -hmm. specifically Mm -hmm. for like infant and child loss. Like Jeff, he liked more like reading or journaling or like Mm -hmm. meditation meditation or like yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, right. So I think we both supported each other in right. those things and knowing that totally. each of us is going to need something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, especially as more time uh, elapsed after mm-hmm. Ella um, died, uh, we would be in different places on different days. So, yeah. So, you know, right. maybe one of us would be having a, a good day and or one yeah. would be having a bad day. And, yeah. and, you know, as months went by, it was like, mm-hmm. you might have a day where you just like, just don't feel good. You just feel sad. You just feel whatever. Yeah. And you almost right. like don't necessarily connect it or like realize that I am mm-hmm. grieving right now. And that's why mm-hmm. I feel this way. And mm-hmm. I think it was really important to be able to like identify that with, with mm-hmm. ourselves and with each other mm-hmm. and, and then support them as needed. Uh, yeah. Right. It was, it was hard when the one person was having like an up day and the other person's having a, a down day. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's really, really right. challenging. Um, so I think giving uh, something we learned too was giving yourself a lot of grace mm-hmm. and giving yeah. your right. person a lot of right. grace too, right. because yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Jeff said, there might be a day where one of us is just like, it could even be like really grumpy or like just yeah. off or whatever. And, yeah, right. uh, and just giving more grace than you mm-hmm. think is needed, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, right. so I think even to today, you know, we're, uh, this, that, you know, Ella died in 2021 and mm-hmm. we're a few years out and, yeah. um, 
I think even to today, like we still have those waves of grief and um, being able to support each other through Mm -hmm. those, because there are certain things that it's like kind of predictable, like, okay, we know her birthday is going to be hard. We know certain certain time frames of the year or Mm -hmm. holidays Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so Mm -hmm. you can kind of mentally prepare yourself for that. But mm-hmm. it's the other times in between that yeah. those unexpected times where right. uh, it's sometimes easy to forget. You're like, oh, yeah, this could be us grieving still, you know, or we yeah. could feel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and checking in with each other about that, being able to, you know, have some of that language that you developed, you know, through this process of, of you know, getting pregnant the first time seems like, you know, has been very meaningful, you know, and now you know, when, when the, the idea of losing a child, right. It's like the mo- one of the most devastating things a person can imagine. What, what do you think about when you think about trying to kind of remember Ella, right. You know, she's, she's your, your child, right. You no. know, like, did, did you have a funeral? Did, you know, how do you, how do you think about her now? Yeah, that's a, a great question. And people deal with this very in very different ways. Like I said, my yeah. dad's family, there was loss in his family and they mm-hmm. dealt with it one way, uh, yeah. which was kind of not talking about it. Um, right. but like from, from day one, we knew that Ella was part of our family and would mm-hmm. be part of our family moving forward. So, yeah. you know, we talk about her every day. Almost, yeah, every day. Um, <laughs> yeah. she, we have a special candle that we light for her when we're thinking yeah. about her, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. She is very much a part of our family. Carson yeah. talks about his sister all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's as far as, and as far as, you know, uh, having a funeral and that type of thing, what we ended up doing was we did wait. We pushed it out and let some time go between. Right. Um, but we had kind of a memorial uh, at a park where we invited everybody to come. Mm-hmm. And on her first birthday, on her first birthday, on her first and, birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, write letters to her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, the things that they people wish they could have said to her. Um, yeah. And that was kind of a it was a really special, special thing for mm-hmm. us. And mm-hmm. Well, and then what we did. So we wanted to be able to be like, we, you know, we, we have these really awesome special letters from our family and friends Mm -hmm. and we want a way to display them. And, um, Mm -hmm. we, I had like met this artist and so she put them together in this collage. That's a, Mm -hmm. um, like a beautiful sunset. And so you Mm -hmm. can, you don't see the full letters or anything, but you see little snippets. Um, and so it's a way for us Mm -hmm. to like, you know, she's always present in our everyday. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. these letters of love that were mm-hmm. written to her are in this yeah. piece of art um, yeah. that we have hanging yeah. up. And so mm-hmm. um, I think that we are, we try really hard to mm-hmm. just continue to honor her and like right. m- live a life that like she would be proud of us or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, do things for her, mm-hmm. in her honor, um, right. continue. Right. Yeah. Just continue to be like really good people before her, totally. you know? Right. Um, right. and, uh, yeah, we try, I like, 
for me, I like to have a creative outlet for yeah. our grief. And so like coming mm-hmm. up with the idea of like using the letters and connecting with this right. artist and having this yeah. project and, totally. um, now we have this beautiful piece of art and, mm-hmm. uh, and then another project that I kind of was working on was, um, this wind telephone idea where, mm. uh, it's a telephone booth and this mm-hmm. is not my own idea. This is like, <laughs> so it's taken, sure. yeah. but, uh, um, where the phone isn't like obviously connected to anything, but you mm-hmm. can go and, um, you talk to your loved ones and your message yeah. is carried on the wind. So, yeah. um, creating one of those in right. Washington, right. uh, is like a kind of on our next, uh, our mm-hmm. next adventure. So yeah. we're going to, starting that project. Um, and, and we see her as being inspirational, obviously, yeah. to all of this, right? You Absolutely. know, and, and with us, right, you know, through that. And, and you know, I, I appreciate the, the commitment that you all have to talk about her every day, right? She's a member of the family. And, you know, you mentioned, obviously, in your introduction that you have three children, right? You know, so mm-hmm. obviously you at a point in time decided that you wanted to try to have another kid, right? You know? Yep. I, I, I've got to imagine, right, for anyone listening, right, that that they that that, that would feel very scary, right? To, yeah, absolutely. To try again. Yeah, and you know, at the at the time when we lost Ella, it was like I didn't know personally if I had it in me, like, yeah, to go through yeah. that again, knowing what mm-hmm. the outcome could be. Totally. Um, but that subsided, and. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that Nicole probably had any, any doubts that she would want to have another child or try to have mm-hmm. another child. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we decided that we were going to try again, um, mm-hmm. after some time had elapsed, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's so hard. Cause again, you know, uh, the evolution, our, our clock is still ticking, right? So right, right. I'm not getting younger. Uh, at that point, mm-hmm. I w- was 35, 34, mm-hmm. 35. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you're not getting younger. It doesn't get easier as you right. get older. Right. Um, right. We, it was trying to find the balance of like, when are we okay trying again? Because we know we're not going to be ready. Quote, you know, quote unquote ready. Right. There's no, right. there ready. is no ready it's after that. Yeah. Like we're going to try. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah. like Jeff and I had a lot of talks about, okay, when will we feel ready to try mm-hmm. again? And just, I don't think we're ever going to feel ready, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. it's something that we kind of have to just do mm-hmm. and right. go from there. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so we did, uh, (laughs) again, a little bit surprisingly, we, so we had decided a month that we were going to, we're like, okay, on this month, we'll start trying again. And the month before that we got pregnant, like without really trying. Um, and so I think both of us were a little bit like, Whoa. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Expected, but unexpected. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. it's pretty close to when we were saying we right. were going to really try, but right. I think right. both of us were a little caught off guard by that. Yeah. Um, and, and the, the, you know, experience with, with, um, with Carson, you described 
you know, um, okay, we make it through these different checkpoints, right? You know, the, the like 13 weeks, all that. Obviously, after Ella, you'd have to throw that all out the window, right? You can't <laughs> there, think about it. The there same was way. no I, milestone that meant anything to us. No, Every day right. of that pregnancy until she was home with us what was we were on edge. Yeah. yeah. And even after, I feel yeah. like for a long time. So she's nine months old now. And uh, mm-hmm. I feel like only kind of recently have we started to kind of take a breath again. Um what yeah. would you tell yourselves? Like, how would you make that work on a day in and day out basis? It was like one, one day, day at, at a time. time. Yep. So is um, that what you would say? Is that like a. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's another mantra is as far as we know, everything right now is okay. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was helpful when you started having thoughts about what could be. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So. Right. Or yeah. looking forward too much to. Right. Right. Like. Yeah, six months in the pregnancy, seven months in the pregnancy. You know, mm-hmm. it was just like mm-hmm. we can only focus on today. And but you're still uh, trying to celebrate. It seems like or appreciate that we are pregnant today, or you know, hey, <laughs> yeah, as far as we know, yeah, right, you know, yeah, okay. and, and we we did do our best with that, but it was really challenging. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. really challenging yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like our family wanted to throw us a baby shower, and I was just yeah. like, I can't. That, that happened. Yeah. Like, that yeah, is too right. hard for me. Um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, at the, at the time we're, when we're pregnant with our, our third baby, Hallie, Hallie mm-hmm. is our, <laughs> our third baby. Um, but uh, we were still grieving. Yeah. You know, we're, I mean, yeah. we, I think that it's important for, for anybody who's dealing with, with grief to know that it's, grief is not something that you get over. It's something that you work through and it's Mm -hmm. always going to be with you. And there's going to be days where it's, it's harder and days where it's easier. Um, in the hard days, they do get, you know, further and farther between. Uh, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's something that you carry with you. And, and Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, obviously neither of us came out of the other side as the same person that we were going into it. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, as we're, we're pregnant with, with Hallie, um, we're working through losing Ella. Yeah. Uh, and for a long time, I did not want to tell anybody, which I yeah. know is contrary to kind of what we've been saying of like, help sure. people so they can support right. you. Um, right. I think the hard thing for me though, as like Ella's mom was that people are going to forget about her or they're going to have these feelings of like oh thank goodness you're moving on or we're so glad you're having another baby or um and and Ella it was more of a protectiveness as like a mother Mm -hmm. of Ella to Mm -hmm. uh I, I was wanting to protect her um and not have people just like brush what happened or brush her under the rug kind of a thing. There's this temptation. It seems like for people to like view that as this like redemptive sort of arc, right? Right. Story like, Oh, that's so great that you're able to have a replacement baby. Right. Oh, you have your baby. Oh, you have. Yeah. (laughs) And And maybe for some people that's meaningful, but, but for y'all, you decided, no, we have, we have two kids, right. You know, one of them passed away and we're going to try to have a third kid, but, but Mm -hmm. that's not, related in our minds to the grief. Yeah. Right. And I think that we were really, I don't know if relieved is the right way, but it became very apparent that 
everybody who cares about us mm-hmm. honored Ella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, very much. They lost her mm-hmm. as much as we lost her. And, yeah. um, you know, on her first birthday, uh, mm-hmm. we, we, we gave candles to everybody who came to mm-hmm. our, our, yeah, you know, our memorial. Our memorial. Mm-hmm. And uh, on her second birthday, Mm-hmm. everyone still, still had their yeah. candles lit their candles sent yeah. us pictures of it it's like yeah. she's that's awesome she's a, you know a, a granddaughter she's a niece she's you know mm-hmm. she's she is part of everybody's life still yeah which was yeah really amazing to see and like mm-hmm. something that you wouldn't necessarily expect yeah um but the fact that we did were we were able to you know share as much as we did share i think that mm-hmm that kind of made her real. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that, that that was just so, so important. And of course, in hindsight, it's like, gosh, I'm so glad we did this. But yeah. um, it was things that we learned along the way that helped yeah. us to get to that point. And then like, right. that's kind of like the fruits of our labor is like, she's remembered by everybody, our friends mm-hmm. and our family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Your, your story, it's very poignant how you describe going from being this young couple who like had, you know, everything going for you, you had the plan where you've right, we, got to be married for a year, we've got to buy a house and then let's, then let's start this journey of expanding our family. And you've run into just unimaginable obstacles. Um, however, throughout that time, you've continued to persevere. It's, it's really, you know, amazing. And I know that you're describing how hard it is and how hard it was. Um, but, but I guess I wonder, what does it say about you as a couple that despite running into the, the most challenging obstacles, you've, you've continued to do this? <laughs> well, I think that, um, you know, it's just so important to be there for your, your person as much as you can be, um, knowing yeah. that you're not going to need the same things that, at all times. Um, being compassionate to one another, mm-hmm. uh, having grace for yourself and yeah. your, mm-hmm. your, your partner, mm-hmm. um, and just putting one foot in front of the other. Uh, I think yeah. that's a, a big part of it. I mean, we're still going through this. This is not like the right. end of our saga. So, right. um, we're working on things every single day. It takes, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work to, mm-hmm. uh, be a functioning member of society after <laughs> yeah. something like like this right um so just working at it every day and it's gonna it's going to get a little bit better every day Mm -hmm. um figuring out other ways to continue to honor her and you know i I think that something that's important to also say is like we like we're doing this podcast because we want to share with others like that you can work through this type mm-hmm. of grief and it's possible mm-hmm. to have a life beyond it because there's, there's yeah. definitely times when it feels like there's not like, right. Totally. I, there, there's like plenty you're of not going to survive this. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. There's plenty of days when you're just like, am I ever going to be, am I just a shell of the person that I was before? Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, every day, you know, we fill up a little bit more and we feel like mm-hmm. we're coming back to, to life a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're different people than we were before, but yeah. um, I think that we both are 
we don't shy away from the work. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that yeah. is something that right. is uh, unique to both of us is like, mm-hmm. um, we don't run from it. We've both right. done a really good job of like facing it head on, mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. through it in our different ways, supporting mm-hmm. each other in what the different ways that we deal with it. Um, but, but really like doing the work so that, we can still have the family that we want, you know, like we still have Ella, but um, we have two living kids now too. And we need to show up for them as happy, healthy, functioning adults as well. And so you don't get to just hide under a rock the rest of your life. And so Mm -hmm. um, as much as sometimes we want to, you know, I think, Mm -hmm for them and for each other, we still have to show up. And, um, so I think something that, like I said, you know, we've just really done all of the work to, Mm -hmm. to be able to still like have a a happy life with our family. Yeah. And I think that it goes even beyond just like being able to be functioning humans. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there's, there has been some positive, uh, side effects to this. Like we are, we are both more compassionate people. We yeah. both realize that, like, hey, if there's if somebody's seems like something something's going on with somebody, mm-hmm. we have no idea what they got going on in yeah. their lives. Mm-hmm. So right. giving them kind of the benefit of the doubt, it's like right. you know, right? Just being again, We're not shying away from like talking. Yeah, to people yeah about if it's things. if it's somebody that we we know or somebody that's in our lives, being there for them to support yeah. them and mm-hmm. and sharing tools that could be useful to them that yeah. we've learned along the way, right? Right. Yeah. So you, you've gone through quite a journey. There's, there's much ahead of you, right. As a family. Um, and, and, but your story is very meaningful and hopefully will be helpful for, for other folks that are going through similar challenges. Um, what, what do you think the title of the story should be? (laughs) Well, now I just had the, the thought of, uh, one day at a time. I feel like that could be a good one, but we did have some other (laughs) ideas too. (laughs) Oh, you did? Okay, well, let's workshop them. What do you think? One day at a time, what were some others? Oh, well. This wasn't in the guidebook. This wasn't in the guidebook is good. Yeah, yeah. this was a long one, but I kind of kind of liked it. It was, you know, the best days, the worst days, and everything in between. Mm-hmm. We've, we have had an amazing journey. There's been, of mm-hmm. course, uh, highs, wonder, and highs and lows. Yeah, yeah. and just yeah. navigating navigating through them, so. Mm-hmm. Or like, uh, so along the lines of um, the this wasn't in the guidebook, like the things no one taught you. Uh, yeah. So right. something like that. But uh, Man, one day at we a have time. lots of good titles. What you, you guys got to decide. It's your it's your story. <laughs> I like one day at a time. Yeah. You know. All right. One yeah. day at a time. That's uh, that kind of sums it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it's not just one day at a time for the hard times. It's also mm-hmm. a good reminder. Maybe to yeah. live in the moment and yeah. enjoy the good times and yeah. be present. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to be present these days. It is. So, it is. so I think it's, uh, yeah, I think that one hits, think hits the nail on the head. Yeah. One day at a time. Well, thank you so much, Jeff and Nicole, for joining today and sharing this extremely meaningful story with, uh, with, with me and our audience. Um, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Trevor. Yeah. Thanks Trevor. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Marriage Stories. 
As always, I am your host, Trevor White. Production of this episode was done by Gabe Martinez. Music provided by OK Carol. Our website, where you can find all of our episodes and sign up to receive new episodes direct to your inbox, is launchtoland.com. Once again, that's launchtoland.com. Feel free to follow along on all of our social media channels at Launch to Land, as well as our YouTube channel. Starting your own marriage story? Head over to launchtoland.com and check out our premarital counseling video series with host and licensed marriage and family therapist, Trevor White. This comprehensive series will prepare you to take off in the marriage you want. Listeners can use a special promo code PROLOG to get 15% off your first purchase. Once again, that is promo code PROLOG to get 15% off your first purchase. Enjoying marriage stories? Please subscribe, like, share, tell a friend, and leave a five-star review. And as always, be sure to join us next week as we take another marriage story off the shelf.